Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. And let me just say, we broke through the 50,000 barrier quite handedly yesterday. This is the official episode 309 on November the 22nd. Apparently, there are this will be the 330th thing I've uploaded, but numbered episodes 309. And when you divide that, convincingly, it comes in at over 150 downloads per episode, which is a sight bit better than when I started about a year and a half ago when I started paying attention to those things. We are growing. And the average, the average uh, number of downloads for the last couple of months has been right around 500. So keep it growing, folks. Share, like, subscribe, tell your friends, comment if you feel so inclined. And by all means, share it on your favorite social media. Let's get the word out. We are the alternative here in McKinney slash Collin County, Texas. And, you know, I know that by many accounts, this is supposed to be a red state in a red county, but it won't stay that way if we don't stay active. And lest I forget, today is Texas Tuesday. Not to be confused with a Texas Tuesday, though today they're going to be almost one in the same. What do I mean? Well, I am not a spokesperson for the Texas Nationalist Movement, and though I have met several of their leaders, I don't speak for them at all. As a matter of fact, I don't even know what their official policy is on these items. I just felt like I owed it to the general public, the community as a whole, to say, I feel that these things are completely parallel ideas that whether or not a Texas nationalist movement has officially endorsed them, I would just guess that in no way, shape or form would they be opposed to them. Now, if they should reach out to me and tell me otherwise, I will record a retraction. But until that time, here we go. Uh, Number one, harden the grid. That's right. Bob Hall's long standing, long, um, suffering goal to improve the Texas grid. What could be more Texas than the Texas grid? Number two, actually standing for state sovereignty. If we're not willing to at least push back and assert our state sovereignty, how in the world can we ever expect the Texas people to come together to declare independence? Number three, Actually support the borders with the Texas Texas State Guard if, well, it's already, it is necessary. And number four, create, where feasible and possible, more lakes and reservoirs. Why? Because, in case you hadn't noticed, Texas is still growing, but we need water. And we need places to store the water. And quite frankly, we haven't always made the best choices with that. And we're allowing ourselves to be bullied by the folks in D.C. when they really should have little to no say over what we do with water within the territory of Texas. And the last item, number five, strengthen and expand port facilities. Okay, now those are the five things that I'm going to touch base on. Let me cycle back through those slowly and expand just a little bit. And I 
feel confident that the folks over at the Texas Nationalist Movement would be pleased to see them happen. And let me tell you, this is pure speculation, but things that strengthen Texas now only make Texas better later when we declare our independence. And until we actually declare our independence, anything we can do to make Texas better would seem to me completely sympathetic in nature. (laughs) Wow. Uh, In other words, things that we would all agree on. Okay. So, the Bob Hall bill for, I think, the third or fourth session now to strengthen the grid, harden the grid, give us some additional protection. If we didn't learn our lesson from the winter two years ago, I don't know when we're ever going to learn our lesson. I have no problem with the notion behind quote unquote green energy, though I would suspect that nuclear power would be just as green, if not more green. And if they were ever to bring a thorium reactor on board, that would be even better still. And for those of you that don't believe me or don't understand what I'm talking about, I strongly suggest you pause this podcast right now and go look up on your favorite non-Google search engine what it is that a thorium plant does. Okay, I'm assuming now that you've taken that brief time out to go read up on what thorium is. It is a much safer, much simpler, and quite frankly, a much better situation for nuclear reactors. Now, yes, you don't get to make nuclear fissile material to build bombs with when you're done, but you don't have to worry about meltdowns and runaway reactors. Just saying. So, yeah, okay, coal's dirty. The creation of getting the coal, that's dirty. And quite frankly, it throws a lot of suit in the air and we are not a rust belt state, so we don't necessarily want to relive that. Natural gas, on the other hand, is very clean in comparison and uh, quite frankly, easy to get at if only we would do the job. And then there's oil, 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 oil. That is what Texas has been all about. Two or three generations worth of fortunes have been created in Texas and Oklahoma based on only on the Texas tea, the black gold, and why we would allow ourselves to be bullied by some goofballs over in the swamp uh, to shut down our oil production is beyond me. But yet, apparently that's where we stand. All these things could and should be rectified at the state level. And again, good oil production, good power production, hardened grid, They all benefit Texas, and they would all benefit the Texas independence movement. Once we have a reliable source of power, and we have the means to store it and distribute it, I think we're in a much better place. Now, Bob Hall is also working on a program to spread the load. That's my term, not his. Basically, distributive system, whereupon many cities can create their own power utility, their own power production. Now, I would imagine that the big guys don't like that. However, there is evidence to suggest that we would all be better off if we would explore and deploy such a method of producing power. And it would be a hardened structure and it would be best for sovereignty of the state of Texas. All right, let's pivot on to number two. More lakes, more reservoirs. The major drawback 
of any society is lack of potable water or lack of cooling water or lack of just water in general. Now, Texas only has one natural lake. We have many reservoirs and many uh, dammed up rivers that form halfway decent lakes. There are plenty of opportunities to where we could flood some of the more barren lands to hold water for reuse later on. Now, I would be the first to say that agriculture is going to go nowhere if we don't find a more productive, more regenerative regenerative way to do it. But to do that at scale is a challenge. And you can't do any of this without water. Water comes out of the sky and we need to be capturing it and holding it for later use. And again, we shouldn't restrict ourselves to what we do and how we do it based upon the whims of some people in D.C. Now, yes, I understand burying people's land, particularly when it's been in their life or their family's life for generations, is a terrible thing to have to do. So you should reward them and pay them handsomely for taking their property so that you can have water. We have to protect that natural resource. And honestly, the people that are having to give up some land should be given adjoining land to the lake at the very least. And perhaps first dibs on some of the vast swaths of land that are out in West Texas that we could develop with yet more lakes and reservoirs if we would just have the will to do it. Again, more water, more protection. And quite frankly, that only benefits Texas. And if at such point we can declare our independence, again, it makes us much more stable, much more secure. And quite frankly, it protects us from outside influence where they might strangle us by limiting our fresh water. All right. Number three, increase port facilities. Well, we have, I guess, two, maybe three decent ports along the Gulf Coast. It would seem to me that we would want to expand and build those out. Why? Because at a certain point, if we should declare our independence, that's going to be the only significant point of entrance for overseas goods. Now, the United States might want to be good trading partners. They want to maybe have a positive relationship with their neighbor, the South. But if you think they're not going to tariff us or they're not going to tax things across our borders, you got another thing coming. Texas would make up a good chunk of the Caribbean uh, coastline and we ought to control that which is ours. We ought to make the most of it and we have every opportunity to do that. Now, I'm a big believer in the idea if that we were to declare our independence, it is quite likely other states would join us and would want to be part of the experiment in self-governance and more liberty and quite frankly, a more responsive government. Now, we can't do any of that if we don't do the previous three things, right? So you got to build out your port facilities and make sure that you are your own shipping hub. All right. Now, I also talked about the idea of protecting the border. Now, we have the means to protect our border. The problem is we don't have the will to protect our border. And I think we can fix some of that. I think even the folks that are on the border that quote unquote are Democrats or not aligned with what's going on in Austin realize the problem when you have gangs essentially running the border and coming over in here and causing all sorts of problems. 
they need to be met head on. They need to be pushed back. They need to be deflected out of Texas. We need to assert control of our border. And we know the DHS isn't going to do it. We know that the border patrol is not going to do it. And it's not because they can't. It's because there's no will to do it. It's because the federal government sees the advantage of, quite frankly, destroying Texas and Arizona along the process. But we can do it. We just have to have the will. And if we secure our border, that sets the bar. That lets everybody know we can and will do it. We're serious about it. And again, it only serves to protect Texas going forward. It only improves our status as an independent republic once again. All right. Lastly, number five, right? Sovereignty. If we're not willing to put through a sovereignty bill, if we're not willing to say, hey, you know what? The 10th Amendment, the 9th Amendment make it quite clear, federal government, we only gave you limited powers, limited authority to deal with some things, and you're not able or willing or concerned about doing those things. Instead, you're using the limited power to abuse your power to come into the sovereign state of Texas and stick your thumb on the scale and abuse our state. We're going to say we hold the line. This border is here. We don't want you here. You're out of here. Now, again, this comes down to having the will to do that. And currently, the people down in Austin don't have the will to do that. In fact, the party that is in power doesn't even wish to assert the fact they're in power because they won't do what needs to be done. They won't get the things done that need to be done. But as a bare minimum, we would ask for them to stand up for Texas sovereignty. If you want to prove yourselves worthy of the positions that you hold in leadership, you ought to assert your authority that this is the sovereign state of Texas and feds, you can stay out unless we invite you in to do specific things. I'm not going to hold my breath on this, but once again, this is the kind of thing that needs to happen. This is a precursor event to the eventual declaration of independence of the state or the Republic of Texas. Whereupon, if you're going to assert your authority and your sovereignty, if you're not willing to do it when you're in a group of states that has come together in a confederation and formed a federal government, if you're not willing to tell the feds to mind their own business, how in the world are we supposed to believe you're going to say, well, we're going to go on our own. We can do this on our own. We don't need your help anymore. And we're an independent republic. I have a hard time believing that. Now, the people of Texas, I am quite confident, could and would like that to happen. The problem is, is we cannot get our state reps, the people that allegedly work for us, to do what we want them to do. They're afraid. They're afraid on many fronts. I mean, they won't even assert their dominance in the Texas House. Why is that? Because they don't work for us. They know they don't work for us. And the reason that we know that they don't work for us is because no sooner do they win their re-election, they promptly go do whatever it is they want to do and forget about the people that got them across the finish line. Case in point, if you want to be upset why Texas, or I'm sorry, why Collin County went from four Republican state reps to a net of three Republican state reps, you only need to look at 66, 67, and 89, and go ask those state reps why it is that we gave up HD 70, why it is that they surrendered HD 70. 
why it is that they weren't willing to, I don't know, cough up a percentage point or so to buffer HD 70 to keep it on the team. Instead, we went from four to three because when you have five minus one, that nets you three because the one cancels the other one out. Now, I don't know enough about this person. I've heard she's a crazy leftist. I've heard she's just basic progressive. I heard she's just your classic liberal. Don't know. Don't care. She's going to work with the Democrats. And <laughs> funny thing is she may end up in a, a committee very shortly as a vice chair or something because, well, that's the way we do things in Texas. We give our enemy a seat at the table. And I'm sorry if that sounds rude, but... You know, it's one thing to hear people out. It's one thing to work with people, particularly on things that you agree with. But when you cede power, when you cede control to people that are working against you, you sow the seeds of your own destruction. So why would we expect to ever see Texit if we can't get the party that ostensibly is in control and ostensibly works for us and is ostensibly concerned about liberty and freedom to actually promote those ideas when they're too busy caving in on things that they ought not cave in on? Now, this is the crux to the situation. We members of Texas Nationalist Movement potentially were one of the biggest grassroots organizations in the entirety of the state. And we can and we should. And I, and again, I don't speak for TNM. I'm speaking just simply as another member of the grassroots that is a member of the TNM. I can see a vision or a future where we're coming alongside in all these bills and all these ideas that improve Texas. Whether or not Texas goes independent, but they improve Texas, we're supporting them. We're pushing them. We're taking the network that we have as TNM and working with our elected officials and reminding them that, yes, we want Texas independence. Yes, we actually think you are doing us all a disservice by refusing to put it up to a vote to the people to determine whether or not they want to assert their sovereignty and their independence. But in the meantime, while we're waiting on you to come around to seeing our point of view, we actually like these things. We would like for you to continue to do those. And we're going to help you get those things across the board. I imagine that Texas and all Texas would understand that we're in a much better place if we can produce more of our own energy and we can produce it in reliable ways and if we can increase the amount of trade that comes in through the gulf coast and if we can i don't know have some more water resources available protect our border you know actually rein in the federal abuse these are things that we should all be able to agree on and i'm hoping that we can work together to make this happen i'm hoping that we can take advantage of the network that has been built with the ultimate goal of gaining our independence but until then Everything that works towards increasing Texas's independence, increasing Texas's sovereignty, increasing Texas's, Texas's resiliency would be things we would support and push as part of a long-term goal. Now, I'm not saying this to challenge authority of the TNM. I'm not saying this because I don't know what their official position is. I am rather inclined to... Imagine that at some point in the next week or whatever, I'll get a call or a text say, hey, bonehead, Stephen, we already agree with all this stuff. We're already working on this stuff. What are you talking about? Okay. If I don't know that, that would mean that we're not doing a good job of publicizing it. That would mean that we're not 
pushing that in the general public. I'm just saying. Now, I don't expect that the current leadership has the bandwidth to handle all of that. But as they bring more people online, as they improve the grassroots organization, there will be bandwidth and there will be people to go out and meet with the local reps and say, hey, man, I know you're kind of scared of that whole Texit thing. I, I know you're afraid. But in the meantime, let's do these things. These are things we would like to see happen. Whether or not we ever get independence, these are things that are going to make Texas better. This is things that, you know, would be kudos to you for helping them pull off and put in place. This is a way that we can build. This is a way that we can improve. Even if we don't get the ultimate goal, it still puts us in a better place. It still puts us in a commanding position. We believe Texas should lead... And right now, all we're doing is chasing. We're chasing Florida. We're chasing New Hampshire. We're chasing Arizona. We're chasing all these other states that beat us in other ways. And it's because we have poor leadership in Austin. And we know that. But we have to work with these guys for right now. They're the people that won the election, whether we were enthusiastic about it or not. And we have to continue to push them. We have to continue to encourage them to do the right thing. And I'm very certain that it is Jonathan Stickland that has said this on more than one occasion. And if I'm misquoting him, feel free to let me know. But basically, we have to push people to do the right thing for the wrong reasons. We don't care the reason why you're doing the right thing, but you need to do the right thing. That's the ultimate goal. Moving that over to window, making certain things acceptable. If you can't protect and build on Texas's sovereignty, Texas's resiliency, Texas's status, we're never going to be able to get that independence. And maybe, just maybe, if we push hard enough and push long enough and we begin to lead the way, we don't have to declare independence because the folks in the other states are going to say, now nah, we're out, Uncle Sam. We're going to do this. We're going to follow Texas's lead. I mean, maybe I'm dreaming. Maybe I'm taking a step too far out. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, after, uh, Wednesday's show, I'll be back on Thursday. We'll talk about some different things that we could do in the state of Texas to make things better for all of us long term. We're going to keep it short and sweet today. Thank you for following along and I will be back on Wednesday. Until then, I will see you on the other side.